Welcome. This is Concession Impressions, a show where we watch a movie, and now we're in a car, and we're going to discuss this film we just watched, which, if you couldn't tell from either that bleh or from... Or it, from the trailer. Or or from the trailer, if you haven't watched the trailer, or, I mean, if you've watched the trailer, or seen the movie, which, you know, hopefully you possibly have. This is our review for The Invitation 2022. I need to make that clarification because there is a another film that came out, I want to say, a few years ago. Because that's right, it did come out a few years ago. I don't remember the date. But it is also called The Invitation, and it is also a thriller, but it's a totally different film. So this is the 2022 The Invitation, and if you couldn't tell, it is a vampire film. A horror vampire film. And I'm using air quotes in my voice because... On the horror or the vampire? Yes. (laughs) Got it, okay. Yeah. So let's just jump right in. I have very few points. It's like very big things, but it's not much to say about them. So I'm just going to go into my spoil-free review. See it. To see it. Should you see it or you shouldn't see it? I'm going to say don't see it. Just skip it. I'm going to say if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the entire movie. Yeah, pretty much. Except for like the last five minutes. Which is going to be pretty much implied through the trailer. Yeah. You can kind of tell what's going to happen afterwards. And it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, and I will say also, and maybe this should be like a totally different show or something like that, where we just talk about trailers or something like that, but you know, the trailer also was kind of terrible. It was bad, but I think it makes the whole movie worse, because I think if you didn't know going in that this was a vampire movie, you could maybe be convinced that it's like a romantic, creepy horror movie, and then the vampires kind of come in second and as like a nice surprise, and maybe that makes the movie a little bit more interesting yeah because um, it was marketed as a vampire movie like right. when you watch the trailer you're like oh okay they're vampires but then it's like it absolutely spoils every single surprise yeah right down to like literally the old people in the trailer like yeah flipping. like in every every surprise and there's not that many surprises in this movie to begin with yeah they completely they just pretty much skip the middle part where they just where kind nothing of, happens where they just kind of <laughs> and they have talk like, to this characters and like kind of you know have them talk to each other a little bit but pretty much the entire film just watch the trailer and you can kind of get the entire gist of this film from yeah. beginning to end literally because I like they kind of this trailer is a summary of the film it's like a, a video summary of the film basically I mean we'll get into it in more of the spoilery part of this review I mean if you um, haven't seen the trailer we pretty much spoiled it already because it's right. a vampire film but yeah I guess it's pretty straightforward just I think just I just don't, don't think so watch the trailer Meh. don't watch the film I don't even think watch the trailer it's not worth it. Nothing about this movie I mean, movie the, is... the trailer's not good in any by any means. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're thinking, oh, should I watch this film? Or if you're thinking, I'm going to go spend money to watch this film. Save your money. Watch the trailer. Be like, wow, this trailer's really bad. And then, then think. And no, trust us that when we tell you that the movie is, is you know... If, go watch something else. Yeah. <laughs> go watch it. Go... So you know what? Go watch The Invitation from... The, also that. that. That came out a few years ago. That is a great film. I've not seen it. Oh, really? That's gonna be maybe, like, a little bit homework for you or something. Okay. I I will will add it to my list. (laughs) 
2015. Go watch the 2015 The Invitation. It is a great thriller. You said you love thrillers. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a, a great thriller where the suspense builds and then you can never... It's kind of... The trailer's done well too because you never know what's going on in the trailer even. It's just like kind of suspenseful. And then the movie itself is just like you're always thinking like something eerie is happening but what's happening and then it kind of just all escalates. So cool. it's a great little movie. I think it's great. So go watch that film don't watch this film 2015 invitation don't watch the 2022 invitation mm. i mean the, the thing the point you made about the trailer where it gives you just a tone it doesn't give you actual plot points that's what trailers should do <laughs> they shouldn't lie about the tone either that's another problem that a lot of modern trailers have is they try to imply that everything is a thriller when it's not like the 3000 years of longing like 3000 years of longing yeah whereas this movie is actually a thriller in some aspect although i think it's really actually well i i, I think the director didn't know what they had which is actually a gothic romance yeah so i think i want to let me let's, let's just pause that i think the directing and those things i want to talk about a little more but maybe we should just save it for spoilers because i don't want to like um, we're already there okay well welcome <laughs> to the spoil zone welcome to the spoil zone this we're now going to be spoilers this is your warning from now on it's spoilers we've already told them not to see it yeah i mean that's true <laughs> just just <laughs> just listen to this. just listen to this yeah exactly don't even watch it listen to this we're gonna spoil it for you but it's totally fine because this we're thank you're thankful to us you'll be much more entertained by us shit talking this film than by actually watching it yeah so going off the directing i think i, I was keep thinking like it's either the directing the editing the cinematography or just like a mixture of everything that just felt really bad i think the directing was bland mm -hmm. and featureless and it, it, I, I noticed i did a brief imdb scan of the director and she's done one movie a few shorts and then some tv work mm -hmm. and it felt like tv level directing where you're not really inserting your own perspective from a director but like it's adequate yeah you know you you understand what's happening in the scene i think the major problem is that a vast majority of this movie is people having vapid conversations about nothing yeah i will say that one thing about the writing is that it works but again if you go like you said earlier that if you go into it with the mindset that you have no idea what this film is about it kind of works like the dialogue is not the best but like in terms of the setup of like kind of building up to something and then kind of revealing it and having like a final act of like oh now everything's kind of out of the bag mm -hmm. you know deal with it it kind of feels like they were trying to write the next get out trying to make the next get out you know but it just kind of missed it kind of didn't it failed everywhere i think the writing was kind of not the best in, in like dialogue aspects and in a lot of other points characters other than that like i think the directing like you said was a little bit bland the editing was just really choppy and really weird like they're like trying to have some fun with it but then again like not in a good way like it didn't really come out well i especially would want to say that like there's not much action in it because it's like the first I don't know how long the film was actually I kind of it's only like an hour and a half but it feels way long it feels it I was thinking like is this film like two three hours I was surprised we got out and I was like oh it's only it's it's, it's only 10 o'clock yeah there's the, literally the action takes place in the last like 20 minutes of the movie and that goes by really quickly it's only like one scene of action one real scene yeah. of action and it's like super choppy and it's I couldn't tell what was happening at all mm -hmm. and it was not interesting it, it was like the worst thing ever. I think there was like four cuts for one slap. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's And I was right. like, how how can you mess up a slap? <laughs> 
And that was like, that was the fighting. But then the editing for the dialogue as well was just like, they would always cut away at like the weirdest moments and they would like kind of cut the dialogue in weirdly. Like they just kind of were, I don't know if they were messing up on set or if they just like trying to shoehorn in all these lines after the fact. Or I what bet was the dialogue on. was a lot longer. Like the scenes were a lot longer, but when they got into the editing room, they realized that for most of this, the characters aren't actually saying anything with their dialogue. They're just having like pleasant conversations, which is not what movie dialogue is supposed to be. Like that you don't see small talk in movies. Even when they're having quote unquote small talk style conversations in a good movie, you're still learning something about the character or you're getting tone, tonal information. You're getting something. In this movie, like the first two thirds is basically like supposed to be a romance like a almost like sort of very poorly done Jane Austen style romance and it is so boring nothing happens and uh, the characters are just pleasantly talking with each other except for there's a a couple of bridesmaids who are kind of bitchy Mm -hmm. that's it like that's that's the whole whole conflict in the first you know at least half of the movie (laughs) yeah and there are like little sprinkles of horror in there but it wasn't really it's not even horror. horror. It's just uneasiness. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, like, the, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, this scene, she's sitting there, and then mm-hmm. she turns the light on, and then it turns out it was nothing, but it was, like, holding on her face. I was like, oh, she's gonna go to turn off the light, and somebody's gonna scare her or something. But, like, every time, it, there's just, like... It's just bad jump scares that you could see coming from a mile away. But even then, there was, like, so many opportunities. I was thinking, like, oh, they're gonna put a jump scare here. They're gonna put a jump scare here. And they just don't do anything. Or they'll just, like, cut away and they'll just like well I don't think you have to do I think it's actually good to sprinkle in some fake outs in general but the problem is is that we already know every single jump scare that comes in this movie because they were all in the fucking trailer that's true yeah and then the only scene that like kind of worked for me was the spa scene with the nail which also was spoiled that 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 is true it was spoiled and it was the only one that I felt the tension and I think that was probably the best edited scene Yes, I agree. And and it was the most intense scene, for sure. I literally was, like, cringing, because, like, I, I don't know why, but, like, things like paper cuts, for some reason, make me, like, wince more than, like, somebody getting full-on stabbed. I don't know why. It feels more real. Because, like, you would yeah. actually get a paper cut, but you wouldn't get beheaded. I mean, you could get beheaded, but you won't Maybe remember it. Maybe it is as simple as I just You're know dead. what that feels like. <laughs> You're dead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so you were not going to get impaled, you know. But, yeah, and also, you know how it gets, or, like, a hangnail, or, like, mm-hmm. cutting your face finger or something like that like you can you probably have a lot of memories that are connected to that experience and i don't know if you've have you seen the movie titan no Uh, it came out in the last year or so uh it's this french movie about french horror body horror film uh with a lot of scenes that were kind of like that it actually it won i think the palme d'or can this year or last year but it's uh it has a lot of scenes where you're just wincing because the character is doing these horrifying things to people's bodies um in a way that is so visceral so so like that scene in this movie with the the cuticle cutting and the, the cut on the finger was sort of reminiscent of that movie for me and I thought that was was nice mm-hmm. um, but that's really like the only scene in this entire movie that had any kind of heightened uh, anything for me uh, the rest of the movie is so predictable was either spoiled by the trailer or yeah. was you know just nothing happening which is the worst criminal thing you could say about a movie is that nothing is happening yeah. It also kind of just a big build up to nothing even happening in the end either. Like when, so there's like three wives mm. or she's becoming the third wife to Yun 
convenient to... Which the lore we only get, like, in the last 20 minutes of the movie, too. Yeah, like, I guess it doesn't really make sense. You're just like, oh, believe it. This is how it works. Vampire magic. Yeah. Supposedly, they all, if once they're all married, all the families are connected, then they all can be... Because I was also thinking, like, they're all immortal then, right? Is that what right. it is? It's a play on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, I... With his multiple wives. I mean, but in... I never read Dracula, so... Yeah. It's Sorry, not. I mean, so I they, love gothic horror. Is all the vampire or, or like all the families also becoming mortal? I thought it was just like Dracula. Yes, that's what they implied. I mean, in this film, yeah. Is that? Is I mean, I guess okay. Yeah. I, in the original, there's no families. There's, oh, okay. Uh, there's just um, which is another movie, also great. You know, much better vampire movie than this. I don't know. I think the problem for me with this movie is that it's either intentionally or unintentionally. It's not really clear. Referencing a ton of gothic horror as well as gothic romance and both of those are great awesome things to reference but it does so in such a poorly done way and that it, it's just so boring the entire time and the only thing that's actually gothic about it and this isn't even really gothic about it because it's not actually a gothic estate mm-hmm. is the estate yeah. this like giant mansion and but I was actually thinking not gothic it's not it's like I don't know uh, too much about European you know I think architecture. it is Edwardian Oh, throwing these words out. Okay. Um, so I will say that was my favorite part of the film was like the set and like the set design. But like I'm grasping at straws here. Like it's it's literally I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool house. Like, you know, European. I was thinking Victorian, but I know nothing about it. So that's the only word that came to my mind. But like, it's like, oh, this is a cool house, cool estate. You know, like it felt it's like Downton Abbey kind of like. Um, yeah, very Downton Abbey. Vibe. And I was like, this is kind of like cool house. Yeah, I guess this movie is kind of like Dunn Abbey, except everyone is, except with vampires. Yeah. Uh, the first three acts are, I haven't really watched much of Downton Abbey either. I've so. not watched any of Downton Abbey, but I'm vaguely familiar. It feels like it, you know, like British people being British. Right. I, I'm curious if this was actually written by a British person. It doesn't feel like super British to me, other than like a couple of like one-liners that are like, like, oh, this is a, a somebody's watched a lot of British yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they TV. Yeah, yeah. Probably binge watched all of all of Downton Abbey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, there were a couple of one-off lines. Most of the the movie feels pretty devoid of any real cultural specificity. Mm-hmm. Even at the end, towards the end, when he's talking about his heritage of being a Strigoi, which is a Eastern European version of the vampire. I don't know why I know that, but. Um, <laughs> is it doesn't really feel like it because there's no other Eastern European references other than maybe I think the first wife the older wife is kind of maybe Eastern European-esque yeah but other than that like and and also he he they referenced Vlad the Impaler and also some fun things there was a couple of things that like I thought they were going to make a joke out of or mention the eye patch wearing Alexander Uh, Elder I think he's clearly the boy that had his eye plucked out by a a shrike oh maybe that they mentioned early earlier that never gets comes back into play really it's just a little detail that i kind of noticed i i kind of noticed. nice <laughs> okay actually going off that again like that's what felt made me think of like get out right because it was like mm-hmm. these little like things like oh the uh, you know grandpa used to you know he almost won at the olympics just when right. then grandpa's the guy who's running like there's like little things that are just like oh okay like i it seems like they're trying to build up to something like kind of how get 
get out was like, oh, there's something weird about this family. Right. And then it just like, oh yeah, they're, yeah, they're trying to steal people's brains and put them into other people's bodies. And the twist in this one is, oh, you're, they're trying to lure her in to marry him to unionize all their families mm. to become immortal. I think where it becomes so sloppy in this movie whereas it really I think some of those mystery elements really work in Get Out is because Get Out's message is so specific mm-hmm. and it's all about the appropriation of black culture. That's what it's about. And yeah, black I, it felt like they were ideas. doing a little bit of that in this film. But yes. With I the th- main character like there they, were some of her lines were, were like kind of addressing that a little bit but it idea wasn't clear and it wasn't a strong message. And they yeah. didn't really try to re- they didn't reinforce focus it. Yeah. At all on any particular subject. And that's sloppy writing. And horror, I think, in particular, demands that you have a message for it to be good horror. Because, like, I personally think there's a difference between a horror film, a scary film, and a thriller. Uh, and I think oftentimes people kind of combine all those into one and they don't really distinguish between them properly but horror specifically for me is a is about this idea of a thing that you find terrible and horrific that you can't change mm-hmm. and it's that like feeling that you get when you see something so awful but you can't change it that's what horror is whereas like a scary movie is like it's just scary yeah, yeah. you, know, and that's, you get doesn't... jump scares you get surprised you get a fear for your life and this and, doesn't really do that any of those right. things and then the thrillers where you have stakes and there was stakes in this film there were a couple of stakes where you have stakes for your main character and you're invested in the journey and you want to see a conclusion Mm -hmm. that is good for your main character so where i was going with this is that this movie is taking all these random little pot shot one-liners at classism at sexism at racism at whatever and making like little brief one-offs but not building to any big conclusion Mm -hmm. and that is such a mistake with horror uh is horror demands focus and so like if they had focused on racism and colonialism that could have been a really interesting movie I think they could have made I was thinking in the middle of this movie like how interesting would it be with this black character having all these white relatives and if they hadn't set it in Europe maybe they set it in a plantation in America and they could talk about like the slave trade and uh, have kind of a, a black exploitation version of a vampire killer yeah I mean I think anything would have been better than what we what we saw honestly but I think it would have been like yeah, an interesting yeah, discussion about kind of the ill wills of American imperialism well not American imperialism American slavery and American uh, racism and how this entire family is now dependent on this heir that is a long lost family member from somebody who was like a slave that was raped by their white master yeah which they're like they mentioned once and then they're like haha don't worry about it right and so like I think that could have been a more interesting version or I think without completely changing the setting and and some of the other things I think they could have made this a, a really interesting commentary about women because they have all these women throughout different periods in this movie that are vampires but they're trying to add her to their collective basically and that could have been a really interesting version of this movie too is discussing the long-lasting damages of sexism and historical sexism and the complicity of, of women in sexism and the complicity of class and whatever you know like you could have gone in a much more interesting direction with this than this like yeah. weird mix of all these different things that doesn't really add up to anything and it's kind of weirdly like a romance <laughs> yeah I will say his smile is pretty nice but I don't know yeah you're, you're I totally agree with you there's uh, there's so many things that could have been better I mean 
just with technical stuff too, with the editing, with the filming, like the cinematography, the directing, I think I said that already, the editing, like every every little aspect could have been better. The writing, of course, there are, like I said, there's so many points that just didn't make sense or structurally didn't make sense. And then also the story itself wasn't really that good of a story. And I mean, they have a, like a whirlwind romance in a course of like two and a half days. They, yeah, and that's what I was thinking was they, they met and then the next day they're literally she's like oh let's get married like you literally know this guy for like less than 24 hours <laughs> what's going on like it kind of would be like oh you're gonna spend a week here and maybe like if they were like oh i kind of make sense that they've known each other for this week mm -hmm. she meets him she sees him the next night and then they like fall in love that like within one dance and some firework and it's like it is so like straightforward i don't there's something about it that is just so trite and overdone like the fireworks scene i was like oh my god this like it just, it's not even romantic anymore it just it feels like i'm being like manipulated yeah into like, thinking it's romantic like hello 50 shades of gray already did this like 10 years ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not it's it's a worse romance than 50 shades of gray because at least that is a, a a romance that takes place over a little period of time and they they don't immediately like each other yeah like this one they literally have one negative confrontation at the beginning which is like a kind of a classism discussion mm -hmm. and then immediately after that she's like oh he's so hot <laughs> Yeah. And like that's from then on, that's all that matters is he's hot and uh, now they're sleeping together. And uh, oh, do you want to get married? Sure. I was joking, but sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, they use that several times. There's like a running gag where she says something and then it's not perceived as a joke because it's said seriously. And uh, then she's like, nope, I was joking. And then the vampires are like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> gotcha. Like, sure, <laughs> I don't care. You said it. You said the words. It's all I need to know. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> really quickly, I'm just going to quickly just spoil the biggest things and then let's just go into our final discussion. Yes, there's total in this movie. There's the main, like, vampire Nosferatu, his two vampiric wives. What who, is his name, even? I can't even remember. I, uh, I can't remember I, any of their names. I don't remember any of their names, either. I don't remember the main character's name. Jesse. Oh, Evie. Evie. Evie? I remember Evie, Evie, Evie because of Pokemon. Oh, my cousin Evie. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's another clear sign, if you can't remember the characters' names, that they had terrible introductions and they are not oh, meaningful. He, the, the guy was Walt. I remember that. Walt, right. That's just true. Okay. Other than that, I don't remember any what other character. What vampire is named Walt? I don't know. Maybe it's Vault. 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 Vault Vampire. Blair. Is it like a play on words of Vladimir? I don't know. The Does Impaler. Vladimir and Walter have the same root? I don't know. I don't know. Someone tell us. Because he does say he's he's Vladimir the Impaler at one point. Yeah. So he he's a vampire. He's been alive forever. He has two wives uh, who he turns into vampires. The main character, he, tr he turns into a vampire at one point at the end. And then she retaliates. And then the other two wives fight each other and impale each other. Mm -hmm. They die. And then she kills the main guy, the Walter, first by stabbing him and then throwing him into a fire. And then she becomes human again. And they she lives happily ever after and becomes like a weird vampire hunt or family hunter or something? I don't understand the end. Like, the, 
the po- end like the, it's almost like a post-credit scene yeah of her like going after oliver he's the only character that i remember because i think he had the best character introduction oliver because his is actually quite creepy and then yeah because like she shows up and it's like oh i'm gonna beat him up and like mm-hmm. we're gonna just we're gonna go around now and just beat up everyone in this family which is like how what is this well, like it's he, setting up a sequel that she's gonna be like it's gonna be an action sequel where and he implies that he's still immortal when he enters the room he's like on the phone and he says oh they're just mortals yeah which i thought as soon as walt dies all the power goes away so that doesn't make much sense either yeah i mean a lot of things didn't make sense and I, that, it's just very sloppily written. what like what an ending like why that's like a total it, change of like it, it has nothing to do with film. her life at all it's just it was like two weeks later oh okay how is her life now after this entire incident she got a haircut she got a haircut and now she's beating up people with baseball bats and there we go it would have made more sense if they had implied that she has no direction in life but they imply that she like wants to be an artist which never really comes up I also think like if we were going to go that route I would have made her an art historian because that would have been a more interesting route for me personally Yeah, especially because they're like this family of art collectors and that's the first thing she noticed is when she enters their house is all these like famous pieces of artwork yeah which could have given her some like more interesting subtle clues instead they use it to like like she sees some random statue in the courtyard and she's like oh is this 18th century or something <laughs> so which is like such trite pointless dialogue it means nothing like oh like i like what's the point of this if doesn't tell her anything it doesn't tell us anything about the story other than that oh he has some old artwork in his old ass mansion yeah i mean it doesn't which really... we already do <laughs> yeah it's like they're trying to slightly hint that he's a vampire but then it's like he just has old stuff but like um, what what is what is hinting at a vampire about eve statue with a snake and an apple about which is all about knowledge and also about desire and sexuality none of that has that much directly to do with a uh vampire story I, I don't know especially when he's supposed to be like this eastern european strigoi yeah i also he has such modern values throughout the entire film and still until the very last second when he's like oh of a person of your status i was going to raise you up yeah which also is like i don't know stupid just bad lazy writing it it definitely was well there you have it last thoughts before we get or do you want to go to review last thought so i just have one last thing to say about the structure of the film that i think was a, a bad mistake on on their part was introducing us to the creepy way that previous alexander wife killed herself in such an obviously like vampiric way yeah <laughs> if they had like this movie if they just withheld the information that this was a vampire film and moved that scene to a later scene and made it all about like this family who's hunting down Alexander women and this like creepy thing that this person has to marry an Alexander woman for some reason and the mystery of all of that I think this movie could have been so much better and I think if they had played it up that like oh this is this is her old room that she was in and there's like little clues around the room which wouldn't have been a big add to the budget they spent money on this room it is very well decorated but they could have added some like story touches like like maybe she finds something etched into the bed frame or she finds a diary hidden between some slats in the floor or she finds some mysterious objects that are in a painting 
like a ring or something and she for some reason really likes it and then she sees that ring on one of the other wives fingers or something like I don't know something to add to the mystery and the like oh she's like they're not telling her something where we don't really get any of that throughout the entire film she is the most patsy of all characters I've ever seen she just goes along with everything yeah she does until the very last second when they're like mask off we're vampires and now we're getting married fuck you yeah like she never suspects a damn thing except for yeah even best friend is the is telling her like don't trust a man with a goatee which never comes into play at all yeah even like the small things where she's like hearing noises or like she's like oh what's happening in in that weird cabin that noises are coming from oh it's just an ice room okay and then i'm not gonna do anything about it oh like i don't know there's yeah you're right and i also want to say that just as you're saying that just made me think of is that their powers didn't make sense but then like there are so many points that like all the jump scares are like the vampires right yeah also it's not clear who is a vampire and who isn't well i thought that it was just them three or them four i think it's just them three but then uh and her uh the main character evie but then also it seems like maybe the some of the people oh maybe maybe they were just they had lived very long which doesn't really make sense with the genetics thing yeah a lot of things don't make sense but okay but like they were crawling on walls and like they were teleporting almost because they would be you'll see them and then she'll turn on a light and they'll be they'll disappear and the, all these like weird things right but when they fight at the end they're just like you know it's, it's snarling at each other claws. and they just scratch each other it's like what's going on with like all this like things that they're hinting at and they're just like slapping each other in the end and then just an easy oh i'm gonna take a stake out and just stab you instantly that's another thing the they did not properly set up the turn of the younger wife there's clearly like a 1920s wife the blonde one yeah yeah like like she in the end decides oh i'm actually going to be good now and i'm going to self-sacrifice and kill the other wife yeah like that comes out of nowhere like we 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 kind of suspect that she's like maybe not as awful as the older wife but at no point do we suspect that she actually regrets being a vampire or is willing to turn and lose her immortal status it's quite clear that she likes being an immortal vampire in every other scene until she decides oh i'm actually i'm gonna turn and save our hero our heroine yeah I mean, I think it, it could have been... I think it would have been better if she accidentally killed the oldest wife, being like, you know, or something. Like, or if, if there was more, like... Like, if they had another scene where they were disagreeing and, like, like she was, I mean, she like was you, fed up of being, like, the underappreciated wife. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think they they probably maybe filmed extra stuff, but they just cut it out because it was so boring. But I think that would have been interesting, or at least would have helped the story a little bit, mm-hmm. or at least the ending a little bit more. But, yeah, I digress. Let's get into the last thing. One yeah. last thing. <laughs> okay. This is directed by a woman. And so we are finally reaching a, uh, a level of parody that women can also direct mediocre vampire films as well. All right. Well, we're getting there. On, on... Equality. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, what's your concession rating for this concession impression? It's going to have to be a raisinette for me. Yeah, I agree. It's a raisinette. I think hands down. It's, I think it's it our first, first time, time agreeing. <laughs> agreeing, and it's the wor- it's the lowest rated film we've done so far. Yeah, yeah, for both of our ratings. Yeah. Yeah. So raisinettes through and through. Abysmal film. Yeah. Total waste of time. Yeah, I agree completely. So there you have it. That's like that's a really that's a quick ending right there. Just straight up, it's terrible. It's a raisinette. I hope you can understand why it's raisinette through listening to this episode, and I hope we avoid you having to watch this film. 
you know. Watch the trailer and then go watch The Invitation from 2015. Yeah. <laughs> you, you too, Chase, because you haven't watched Me it either. Me too, yeah. So yeah, that's our concession impression for the film The Invitation 2022. That's, that's it. See y'all next time. Bleh. I will say also, we also created an Instagram, so check us out on Instagram at Film Cookbook. Also on Twitter at Film Cookbook. Uh, follow us. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast, of the movie, whatever, how your day's going, how your week's going, and we'll see you next week on the next concession impression. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Concession Impressions. The show is hosted and produced by Charles Helbeck and myself, Michelangelo White. Music in this episode was created by Joe Part. The show's logo and the editing was done by the marvelous Ms. Yumi White. Let us know, again, what your thoughts are on at Twitter or on Instagram, where you can find us at Film Cookbook. We're excited to hear your thoughts and, yeah, to get to know everyone more. We uh, hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye.